hello there, Healthy Usher listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this almost daily podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. Now, there are plenty of studies out there that have linked being creative to feeling happier, to boosted well-being. But how do you tap into creativity on the regular? Well, best-selling fiction author Alison Tate joins me today to share how she taps into her creativity and she's got some great tips for you too. Now, if you like what you hear from Al, she's up on Extra Healthy-ish, where we talk about how to turn your passion into something bigger, maybe even a career. You can search for that episode wherever you get your podcasts. Lovely to have you on Healthy today. It's very exciting to be here and so good to talk to you. And congratulations on your new book, by the way. Yes, The First Summer of Callie McGee is out now. It's very exciting, but it's one of those moments where you feel as though, you know, glitter should be falling on you from the sky, but in actual fact, it just sort of goes out there and you just cross your fingers and hope to, hope for the best. Oh, don't we wish glitter fell from the sky more often? I think there should be parades. I personally feel like there should be a parade every time I mop the floor, but no one else in my house feels <laughs> that this is the case. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, Al, let's talk about creativity today. Now, I was thinking about this. Creativity is really hard to describe and and I was thinking, what does it mean to me? How, when do I feel most creative? And often you can doubt yourself a, around feeling creative. Tell us when you realised perhaps how when you were in fact creative and, you know, how, what, how do you view it? Yeah, it's a funny thing, isn't it? And creativity has become one of those capitalised words in the last few years. You know, we talk about creative thinking and we talk about being creative. And I think um, for me, it took me a very, very long time to kind of consider myself as a creative person. Like I, I always knew I could write a sentence. Um, I've always been really, I was good at English at school, but I never thought of myself as um, particularly, you know, imaginative. Um, I was terrible at art at school, like I would say terrible. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that feel that way. Um, But I've always been an arts kid, like music was my thing, drama was my thing, dance was my thing. And most importantly, um, I have always been a huge and voracious reader. I have read thousands and thousands of books. Um, So for me, the moment of creativity was more a moment of I wonder if I could do that. Like I'd read all of these books and I just found myself thinking, and I was working in magazines, I was writing articles, editing articles, and I just sort of thought one day, I wonder if I could write a book. And I was in my mid-20s at the time and I sort of sat down and and sort of thought I'm going to have a go at this. So I wasn't one of those authors who wrote their first book at six, like there's a lot of them out there, but that was not me. I just was not really ever thinking. I thought authors were magical unicorns who lived in turrets in England and sort of sent their work out into the ether. Um, and it sort of took me a long time to figure out that there was actually people behind them mm. and how, how books worked. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we often just think creative is just drawing, but creative can come, being creative can come in so many different forms and, and obviously writing is one of them. Al, I have to, listeners, I have to let you in on a, well, a little secret. Al and I do go way back. We did work together we do. back in magazine days. And Al, I would have said back then you were creative. You're, you're funny. <laughs> you made me laugh. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, I, look, I think it's one of those things that you you don't um, you don't always necessarily appreciate 
what you're good at. Like, I, I think we, we tend to put ourselves in boxes. We pigeonhole ourselves early. As I said, I, I knew I could write sentences. Um, I remember when I switched over, because when I first started out in magazines, I was very much on the editing side. Like English has always, like, I'm, I know where a comma goes. I can talk you through semicolons if you want me to. Um, so I sort of started out in that editing area. And when I got my first features writing job, um, my biggest concern was whether or not I'd have enough ideas. And I remember saying that to a, a friend of mine that I was working with at the time, oh, I'm really worried. And she looked at me like I'd, you know, lost my mind and said, Al, you have ideas all the time. So I think it's just that sort of thing of not necessarily recognising our strengths Um Maybe that's as women. I don't know, but it's certainly a it's certainly something. And I think confidence um, is a huge part of creativity, and it can take a long time to build that confidence. Yeah, I was going to add to that self belief because you and and trusting what you know about yourself and what you're good at, and not saying oh, but but I'm not good at that. I can't do that. When you have an inkling that you're good at something, follow that kind of urge and, and discover what it is. Absolutely. And also, and just be ready for the fact that maybe you're not going to be brilliant at it at first, but you are going to get better. And I think that's the other thing. We sort of have this idea that we have to be great at things to be able to do them. But in actual fact, if you just really like the idea of it, I, I think it's something that you should follow, pursue it, see, see what happens. So how do you find your inspiration when you're putting together a book you know when how do you tap into that creativity well creativity for me particularly with writing comes from observation it comes from tiny details um my background as a journalist I think has given me the knack of really listening to what people are talking about asking questions I am a really curious person and if you and I meet at a party we are going to go from hi I'm Alison into what's your life experience within the space of about four seconds. I, <laughs> I know, like, do not let me corner you at a party. I'm very much, um, I'm not somebody who's sort of like, I'm not a mad people person in the sense of I like 50 people at once. I like to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with people. And I also listen to the way that people talk. So I take note of things that make me ask why, like if there's something that happens. I, I wrote uh, two books, 110,000 words, um, The Book of Secrets and The Book of Answers, because I read an article about a, an illuminated medieval manuscript that was all written in code. And I got to the end of it and I was like, why? Why would you write a book no one can read? And I used that as the, why? What could it possibly be? So I used that <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. I wrote 110,000 words to give myself an answer to that, to kind of, you know. So things that things that make me ask why, things that make me go, wow, that's something else that I take note of, things I'm curious about. So my new book, um, The First Summer of Callie McGee, which is for readers 8 to 12, um, it began 10 years ago and it was inspired by how I felt about a place, a small village on the south coast, spending time with friends there in a sort of holiday house environment. Um, it was also inspired by watching my own kids deal with the family friends situation, you know, having to hang out with kids just because your parents love each other and you don't necessarily get on with these kids. Like it can be quite an interesting mix of children. And I sort of like observing that, thinking about this house. And then I started to think about a girl, an only child um, in that vulnerable time just before you start high school and what it might be like for her to be thrown into that situation. So you're used to being sort of on your own. Suddenly you're surrounded by all these kids. You're in this holiday house, um, you know, and it's about sort of that. And I, that was the start of the story. 
And so from that perspective, I just followed her into that story. She wants to reinvent herself um, and it makes her do things that she may, may not ordinarily have done. And then there's a mystery to solve and there's, you know, kids hanging out together and, you know, suddenly I've got 40,000 words of story. Wow, that's impressive. Al, I think you need to start writing for adults, but it was lovely chatting to you today. Thank you for coming on Healthyish. Thanks for having me. Well, I hope this inspired you to... Well, find a moment and feel creative. Go for that walk. Look up in the sky. Just channel that awe, that inspiration, that wonder. Anyway, if you do want more from Al, she's up on Extra Healthy-ish where we go deep into finding your passion. If you want more from us, plenty of other episodes of Healthy-ish or Extra Healthy-ish, we would love it if you could jump on and rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. Share this with a friend, someone who needs some inspiration. For any info on all of the above, you can find us at bodyandsoul.com.au. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.